1: This
2: Haberman and MiddleCoff segment is brought to you by easewellness.com, promo code ham.
0: Promo code ham, promo code ham, easewellness.com, best CBD products delivered to your house. Promo code ham.
2: And it's brought to you by Upstart.
0: Upstart.com slash ham. Get a loan. Not affect your credit score.
2: Now on to the segment. Like who are the biggest number ones to come out in recent years? Anthony Davis was pretty big in
0: basketball. What do you compare it, it to? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the hype. Like Anthony Davis probably a better player. Like if you could take both from scratch, you'd take Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with you, like the his hype was nowhere near I mean, hell, he wasn't even the number one player in his class coming into college. But his Duke experience was now Anthony Davis won the championship, but there was a hype surrounding Zion that I I think is You can't say unprecedented because it was LeBron. But LeBron skipped – he didn't even need it. He had ESPN. Remember, I mean, LeBron was getting nailed for, like, driving Hummers. LeBron was (laughs) – LeBron probably was unprecedented and almost maybe never seen again what he went through. Uh, The ball's a little crazy, but no one views them as good, even though LaMelo – you see how tall he is now? He's like 6'7". I I saw the photos of him yesterday going to Australia or whatever. Like – I saw Gottlieb talking about it yesterday. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, there's a decent chance LaMelo is much better than Alonzo, and Alonzo's pretty good. You know? Like, LaMelo has a decent chance to be the number one player picked. I don't even know when he's eligible. Would it be two years from now? He's technically, oh, technically, he's like a senior in high school. He's like going to be a senior so in high 17.
2: school. He's 17. Okay, so he needs so, to be. So he's
0: kind of going the Bryce Harper route. He's like yeah. skipping senior year in high school, but I think he's two years away. But ultimately, I think, yeah, I think Zion. I'm trying to think of the most hyped players just in general in the draft. Obviously, baseball doesn't really count, though the baseball people will tell you like the catcher from Oregon State is like the best prospect since Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper was a pretty hyped prospect. Andrew Luck, I I'd put pretty yeah, high. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, they they were saying suck for Luck when Luck was like a 19 years old. That's a good one.
2: And like it, you know, but but I give in college we get we get time to watch you develop and have the hype build. Zion if he had come out of high school it would have been a big hype.
0: But he wouldn't have been the number one overall player in the draft, right? No,
2: no, no. But it would just would have been hyped.
0: I mean, yeah. then he goes to I Duke. I feel like I've been watching him on social media for three or four years. I mean, I've, de- I've definitely – I didn't even know his name for a while. I was like, oh, that's the dude that looks like a middle linebacker that just does these crazy dunks.
2: If you if if you resign – John Middlecoff, is the, you are the number one player in this draft. And I said – the Pelicans are drafting you number one, given and you know what their current situation is. But you have the ability to force, to, to force your way to the Knicks. Would you rather go to New Orleans right now or the Knicks? Would you force your way to New York thinking maybe KD's coming, KD's on the way, and it's New York, and I want to be in that market, and that's where I want to go? Or would you go to New Orleans and play for the Pelicans?
0: I go to New Orleans, but I'm also – Like, from 30,000 feet looking at the league, I go, Zion, you might be able to make a little more in New York, but just use, like, Russell Westbrook as your example. Hell, use Anthony Davis. Those guys made so much goddamn money in small markets. I think Russell Westbrook's a better example than Anthony Davis because he's a bigger star than Anthony Davis. Like, that's going to be you, Zion, and your team's pretty good, and they're pretty loaded, and you you don't have just a random GM. You have a guy that has been a part of winners that already has – you know, a pretty loaded gun. That you already got Drew Holiday. You got the fourth overall pick that you can either trade or draft a guy. You got Lonzo. You got Brandon Ingram, who I'm not the biggest fan of Sleepy Ingram, but say what you want. I mean, if he's just like in your seven or eight man rotation, that's not terrible. Uh, the, I mean, what would the Warriors do to have just Brandon Ingram on their roster? Nice, he's right
2: 21.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, how many points did he average last year? Like 18. Uh, let me see. He just looks so sleepy to me. He always just looks like he's ready yeah, for a nap. Yeah, that's, that's a big red flag. Uh, but it's not like they're giving him $100 million. You know, like you say, he's 21 years old. Hey, average Zion, 18. I, I think the one part that sucks is that whenever Pelicans games were on TV, there was always no one there. It's obviously a football town. You know, you like to be the biggest deal in town. Like he would have – think how big of a deal he would have been in New York. You know, it would have been massive.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I part of this is like I think this sport—you don't need this isn't baseball—you don't need forty thousand people a night to ha- get an arena full. Um, if the if if they're if they're a playoff level team, which they might be, and he's an NBA star, which everyone thinks he's gonna be, you know, I mean, well, I'm just looking back here, John. They've won. 50 games once since they came to new Orleans and it was their first year in new Orleans, Chris Paul. Yeah. Then they won 49. They have a 46, a 45, a 48 last year. But I think the question, what if they're one of the big stories in the NBA?
0: I think the question would be, is they've had two superstar players and they both want to get the hell out of there. That's true.
2: But I just mean like a star, like Zion is a, a star level star, right? He is highlight reel as much as he is anything else, and personality and all that, um, I don't. I'm not Chris, saying he's a better player than Anthony, but don't you think he has big, he's just a bigger star potential just in terms of personality and all that than Anthony Davis?
0: Yeah, I, I think Chris was a pretty big. Chris was a bigger star in his prime than Anthony Davis. He had the nickname. Yeah, he was just you know one of the dudes like with LeBron. It always and Wade like he was just in that little crew. Like he was always viewed as a first team All NBA type guy. Like I. He was a superstar. That's why it was such a big deal when the Lakers trade got declined. He ends up with the Clippers. I think Zion can be bigger, right? I, yeah, I wish this team was in Seattle. Um, what if they had just kept Chris and Anthony Davis and now they had Zion? <laughs> They'd be pretty good. Probably wouldn't yeah. have the number one overall pick.
2: Now I'm with you. I mean, i I think you can be a star from anywhere in basketball. You don't have to be in a massive market.
0: You don't have to be in a massive market clearly to get a Nike deal. I think I think it sucks if you're in a small market and you're losing. That's what drives these guys nuts. Like they can handle being in New York or the Lakers or whatever. When you're losing, when you when you win in the small markets, look at most of these guys historically. And we saw we had a front row seat when we were in high school. Like the Kings guys were fucking at the. I mean, they loved it. You know, even Weber eventually because people are like, oh, he's never going to resign. Sign the big yeah. deal. Like, those guys were, I mean, no pun intended, kinks. Look at OKC.
2: Yeah, well, the question is, like, is New Orleans – that's kind of what you're getting at, though, is is New Orleans, Sacramento, and OKC, where if you're good, they're going to support you? It doesn't really
0: feel like it's quite that level. We're we're really about to find out. If they don't support Zion and they're competitive, then it's just – you might as well just move the team, right? Like, I think Memphis is another good example. Like, Memphis, OKC, and Sacramento have proven, if you're good, it's actually a pretty cool place to play, Right. Yeah, Like, Marcus Hall didn't want to leave. I, I get Doug Christie or Bobby Jackson on the phone. I mean, ask Russell. Even Paul George. Like, this is pretty sweet. You can't, The one thing you can't take away from OKC, when they got a big home game, that place rocks. I, I, how many Houston games have you watched and been like, I know there's some traffic in Texas, but where is everybody? Why is that – that place is empty. You know, I mean, like, let's say Steph Curry – had be Let's say the Kings were the Warriors, right? Okay. So, like, Steph, Clay, and that whole group had just dominated the league. Would Steph be, like, less rich or less famous? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Under Armour would have got him. He would have transcended the league. He still plays the Lakers. Like, the Warriors were – I always kind of viewed the Warriors, and I think most people around the league – they were never viewed as like, even though, in, and I think this is what Joe has woken the Sleeping Giant, like a big market team. I viewed them like it was just the Kings equal, just kind of shitty franchises, right? Just couldn't right. really win Right. at some moments here and there. But, like, I, I would imagine the casual NBA fan, or excuse me, the casual even NBA player, and maybe it's because San Francisco is a little different and they didn't play in San Francisco, but did not view the the Warriors until Laker kind of came out with his chest pumped out and like, we're doing big things like that ever. Hell, Steph didn't even want to come here. Remember back when he was drafted? That was the best thing that probably ever happened to him. But because forever NBA people probably didn't see themselves like in the tech business. Now they're much more involved and they're much more cognizant of like, I can get involved. And I read an article about, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Climen and Kevin a couple of years ago were driving down like Market Street
2: mm-hmm.
0: or wherever was it? Is it Pinterest? Is that what it is? Or Postmates? Postmates. Oh yeah. Wherever, Postmates yeah. offices. Yeah. And Kevin's like, I want to go in there. Yeah. And they went in there, <laughs> and he like got a talk, and he's like, this is sweet. He's like, I want to invest. Find out how I can invest, and he yeah. gave him like a million bucks, and yeah. now it's worth like ten. Yeah. You, w- well, remember, you he a- used to do
2: like, didn't he do ads or something for Postmates once upon a time? Or he was involved like visibly in Postmates. Do you use Postmates? Uh, I've not used Postmates, no.
0: I actually feel like it's kind of a sleeping giant because a couple times, like, I'll be picking up food and the person will be waiting and I'll be like, oh, Grubhub or DoorDash. And they'll be like, oh, I'm here for Postmates. I see a lot of people use it, clearly. Yeah. I, I give Kevin a little credit. Dude's like, uh, got a little Warren Buffett in him. I've
2: I've looked at multiple uh, mock drafts, John, that I'll have the for months now, that have the Warriors drafting uh, Dylan Windler, the six seven guy, the big guy from Belmont.
0: You have you have a mock draft up right now? Yeah. Who do they have the Kings picking?
2: Uh, I always go to Sam Vecini, and he has the Kings taking Bruno Fernando from Maryland.
0: You know the problem with the NBA draft is like after the top like five or six, no one knows any of these players. It's just like where's the Hachimuri guy going to go?
2: Well, he I don't think he's like – I mean, lottery-ish. Uh,
0: he's got but him he, at uh, 13. He's not viewed as some elite player, is he? Well, I think he's kind of slipped. What about the white point guard from Virginia? That's my favorite player in the draft. Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, yeah. Is he a white guy? Yeah, I guess. I don't really know what his uh, ethnicity is. Yeah, I I don't even know. I mean, I once you get past, like, top ten, it's just fucking flip a coin. But there is some pressure this year in the Warriors to... Yeah, I'm just...
2: So, two things. One, there's the pressure part. But, t- like, I just wonder if this is, like... Uh, everybody mocking the same player to the Raiders. Like I've just seen this guy Dylan Windler mocked to the Warriors multiple times. I just wonder if everyone knows that they like him. Um, and I texted somebody with the Warriors about a month ago when I saw one of these because I was throwing names at him. I was like, "What about Matisse Thibault?" He's like, "Oh, he didn't really didn't." I could tell he didn't like it. So what about Windler? He was like, "Now we're talking." So maybe there's something there.
0: So you're saying Bob Myers texted you that he likes this guy that much? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Why, I also think once you get to a certain point as a franchise, and in basketball this happened forever with the Spurs, it'd be like, oh, the Spurs are going to love this guy. Oh, th- this guy's got Spurs written all over Right, him. right. Who does, it ha- who does it happen to the most in football? Uh, uh, the Patriots took uh, Winovich. Of oh, or, course they did. Yeah, or, that's right, it goes that
2: way, right? It's like you wait until they draft the guy, you're like, oh, we should have known. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Grant Williams from Tennessee. I loved him in the tournament.
0: He's going to be perfect yeah. in San Antonio. Uh, who would have thought Belichick took another white slot receiver? You know, it's just, it's pretty... Sometimes you're right. They're like, the Josh Jacobs one for the Raiders, people just knew. Trying to think of a basketball one the last couple of years where people just knew. Because it feels like in basketball you get some curveballs after like... Vlade taking, a for- or- Vlade taking a foreign guy. That's usually up there. Well, remember a couple years ago... Everyone's like, oh, Vladdy loves De'Aaron Fox. They love De'Aaron Fox. They love De'Aaron Fox. And I heard Winhorst or someone talking that there were people at the Lakers that's like, listen, we, they wanted De'Aaron Fox more. Like the scouts. And remember, Polinka didn't listen to the scouts. And it was more of a Polinka magic. They went with Lonzo. Because I'll never forget watching, and I had a little money on Kentucky. De'Aaron fucking took it to Lonzo in the playoff game or in the, in the Sweet 16 or whatever mm-hmm. they played. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I just kind of like the the way De'Aaron carries himself a little more than Lonzo. I mean if tell me this if De'Aaron Fox right now, if they had taken De'Aaron Fox at Alonzo, do they just keep De'Aaron Fox?
2: And include Kuzma in the deal?
0: Yeah, like to me is De'Aaron Fox untouchable. He's untouchable. I don't there's no way you trade that that guy. No, because you'd want De'Aaron Fox with AD, and LeBron, And you
2: wouldn't need them. No one would be talking about Kemba or anything else. Now, you would say that Lonzo should fit with those guys, too, but De'Aaron's better.
0: But, like, you would say that, okay, you get Kuzma, Ingram, and the fourth pick, and all these swaps. That's still pretty good, right?
2: Yeah, I think you still do that deal if you're New Orleans. You're not getting anything better. No one's offering you anything better than that,
0: right? Yeah. Because you don't go, like, it's De'Aaron Fox or nobody. Like, right now. If, if David Griffin had called Vladdy and said, Anthony Davis told me and will tell you he's going to re-sign and sack. We want De'Aaron Fox and, you know, whatever for Anthony Davis. Would he say yes? Anthony Davis is going to re-sign? Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Am I crazy to think like I have to think about that? No. I mean, you're worried that he's hurt. You love the Aaron Fox. Yeah, I has got a more normal human handles himself like a a pro. The guy, I'll be honest, I'm a little turned off by Anthony Davis. Like just the shit he was doing last year, always leaving. That's all, folks. There's just an immaturity to him. Now there's a greatness to him too. I it just he, well, the guys don't- that
2: don't explain themselves I'll always bug you. You know, I don't mean you specifically, but just us in general. Where you do weird stuff and then you don't we don't hear anything from you. That's why I think there's a segment of people that have loved Kawhi's success. It's like, he, just, he just took bullets from the Spurs, never said a word. It's like, well, it would have been nice if he'd said something. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? here's the thing. like He quit
0: on them. He
2: quit. They tried to pressure him, and he would not allow it. He stood up for himself. It's like, I guess. I, I don't
0: know. That's your narrative. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened. He doesn't say anything. Well, t- t- I got one for you, guy. Here's what pisses me off about that. Take a step back franchise for 20 plus years and as you did the research the other day you could argue it was 30 plus years with like three outlier seasons of just kicking ass taking names winning 50 to 60 games every year throw in a couple 65s and 67s in there you think one of the best players you could argue he's the second best player in the history of the franchise probably just with the body of work david Rob, he'd probably be the third you think they were gonna pressure this guy and tr- attempt to ruin his career like that franchise? I, I mean, I, I just call bullshit on it. Now maybe they had difference of opinions and maybe they were mad at him, but like you think they're like, let's Popovich had a conversation with like RC, let's put him in harm's way and teach him a lesson. Like that's no, <laughs> right? That just did not happen. And if you think that you're a booger eater anti, but I think this is the big deal especially with the media, they're very anti-the power, anti-establishment. But it's like teams, yeah, they're the power, but in basketball, much more than obviously football. You think Popovich understands how important fucking Kawhi Leonard is to their success to win every game they play if Kawhi Leonard's on their team? Give me a break.
2: Yeah,
0: the pop just- now, now I can see something like pissing them off, like, and this pisses NBA players off. Kawhi, Uncle Dennis can't come on the team playing. Like shit like that then adds up. Like, hey, Kawhi, get Uncle Dennis out of my office. Hey, Kawhi, I'm not calling Uncle Dennis back. And that's the type shit that pisses NBA players off. And I also think that's something that's fun for Twitter and it's why Twitter people think it's a big deal. But the average sports consumer, we have never jumped the shark more with this shit in the NBA. And I think for as fun as everyone's like – and I'm excited for all this stuff. But I think it wears a lot of people out because we we it feels now we know more about the Uncle Denniss and Rich Pauls than I do about most
2: players. yeah, I think it wears. I mean, I know it worries me out, but I don't think that the average the general fan who is so general of a fan that they turn TVs off knows that stuff. Like the people that are all up into this information are the people that are just junkies love
0: it. but i don't I don't mean like you live and die with like what Uncle Dennis or Rich Paul says. But if you when I say general, like you follow the NBA, you watch a lot of games, you may play fantasy, gamble a little bit, you're gonna gu- I'm talking that guy that's gonna know it's like, oh my god, if I read one more goddamn Uncle Dennis article, I'm gonna puke. You know? Yeah. And I think I think that's where the NBA is kind of slow right pro- now. But the,
2: the problem for me with that theory is that Rich Rich Paul just had an article guy at the front page of
0: Sports Illustrated.
2: Yeah, I know. I, the problem for me with that theory is the people that care enough to be mad about that are the people that are really watching games. The people that are casual, I might turn the game off, aren't reading your Uncle Dennis articles because they're casual, I might turn the game off people. But I don't even mean, like, Uncle
0: Dennis hasn't even had an article. But no, he's but you just-
2: know what I'm saying? Like, I think the people who are, so in, are in so deep that they know all this drama are the people that aren't just,
0: oh, you know, maybe Big Bang Theory's
2: season finale is on. I'll watch that instead. Like... You got to be like into the shit to know it all, because I just I realize sometimes when I talk to people who aren't like in it every day like we are, just how casual the observations of sports are, and you know it's a healthy balance of life, and they got other stuff going on, and they don't know all the Rich Paul stories. They just sometimes there's a game on and they watch it, and sometimes they don't.
0: That's true. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. But 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 I think there are a lot more casual people that you just can follow it. Like the other night. At about the sixth inning, I'm like, this is not doing it for me. I turned off Giants Dodgers, didn't even put it on the second TV and just mm. turned on big little lies. You know? What'd you think? Uh, I mean, i watched watch I I watched first I watched episode we night, got halfway night. through the second. I mean, it's just it's okay. Yeah. It's entertaining. Like, I I would like a little more like nudity and sex, but other than that, it's because if to me, if you're going to go on HBO, like, I need a little more oomph. And I got a little more oomph the first season was good because it was right. Kidman, Kidman and her husband. Now that guy's gone, like, I need Nicole Kidman to have a sexual partner. You know, I, I need a little...
2: Judging from what I saw for the previews of the third episode, we might be moving towards one. Okay. Um, speaking of what you said about the Spurs, though, here's, you know, since the the Spurs have basically held the 28th pick or somewhere in that range for the last 30 years... Um the Warriors' last few drafts... Well, let me give you the Spurs' 28th overall picks because they've done a lot of those. And I'm not even going to go with, like, you know, Manu was at 57. Okay. Tony Parker was at 28 in 2001. Fine. Like, we don't... But here's just some other... Drafting late, useful players that the Spurs have gotten since they drafted Tony Parker. In O two, they took John Solomons at 26 and Luis Scola at 56. Uh, in O three, they took Leandro Barbosa at 28. <laughs> 32 minutes in. Um, in 04, they took Ben Oudry at 28. Uh, they took Thiago Splitter at 28. They took George Hill at 26. They took uh, Dwan Blair at 37. They took uh, Corey Joseph at 29. They they've took one guy who's never... They, they had one draft in 13. Neither player ever played in the NBA.
0: And they well, had that again in 15, John. I'm gonna. I'll say this though, guy. You can miss on the those late picks, as we've seen forever. Like good teams in the NFL, when you and same with the NBA, when you pick late, it's really hard. It's probably way harder in the NBA. But to maintain dominance, they would not have been able to maintain it in San Antonio. A little different Golden State, because it's now viewed as some uh, free agent destination, and for and San Antonio, definitely isn't. I wouldn't even say free agent destination. They just a much bigger market, Silicon Valley. They have a much different draw. But to even just Tony, think about this: Tony, Manu, and then that George Hill pick they were able to flip for Kawhi. The Warriors—it's not even arguable now with Clay surely to go on a big max and Steph being on a max in the next couple years—they're going to need to like hit a borderline home run with one of these picks because it's not—they're yeah. not, not going to be able to acquire people in other. There's just free agency not;
2: they don't have any money. The highest after they took Tim Duncan number one overall, the highest they drafted was last year when they drafted 18th.
0: Okay, because they win. I can, w- w- what are the chances the Warriors have a stretch of 20 years like that? Zero. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's not even it's absurd. Well, because it'd be the equivalent of like, yeah, they draft two more Clays in the in the second round and a Draymond. Like, it's just not going to happen. More than likely, but if they are going to maintain it, they're going to have to hit on a pick. They're just. That's just to me, this the end all be all. They have to hit on a pick. Because for them, they have two ways to acquire people. You hit on a pick and you trade that player for an established star, or you hit on that pick and he becomes a star and you just keep him. That's to me their only way. They're just not. Like, when's the next time the Golden State Warriors are going to have a max slot? When we're 40? <laughs> it's just, it's not going to happen. Did for you the know, by
2: the way? L- I didn't realize this, John. So. In the deal where they got Kawhi, they also got the guy that's been on their team the last three years, Davis Bertans, who averaged uh, eight points a game last year. Again, not, nothing crazy, but he, he was in Latvia. They got him in the Kawhi, in 11.
0: The, the, they were the future. B- I think they are widely viewed as the best drafted Sash team in league history. Um, these are the Warriors'
2: picks since they drafted uh, Clay. Obviously, they took Harrison at 7, but they got Festus at 30 and Draymond at 35. I That's mean, an unreal unbelievable. draft. Unbelievable. 15, they got Looney at 30. Um, that was a great a ris- pick. It was a risky pick, and they nailed it. But the last two years, their first-round picks have been non-factors. Damian Jones in 16, or I guess the last three years. Damian Jones in 16 um, and Jacob Evans in 18, and obviously the Jordan Bell in 17 in the second round. Uh, Which looked like a win, but you know, obviously this year took a step back. But they need more than
0: they got out of Jacob Evans. You know what's crazy with basketball players? For the most part, like you watch Jordan Bell, you go, "This guy's a legitimate NBA talent." What holds him back? Maturity and effort. But you just walk like his flash plays. You are like, "Yeah, it's an NBA guy," but it's just is maturity and effort. And the problem with the NBA and this has probably been the most consistent thing in like the history of their sport with players. You just, some guys never mature. Some guys hit a point where it's like, boom, it hits at 27. And when I say mature, he's on like the, like he's clearly really immature. Even some guys like Victor Oladipo, who was a high level guy that was just like took control of his body a couple years ago and took off like a shooting star. You just never know. And Team, the problem for the Warriors is they don't, time's not really on their side. It's not like they're, they're closer to LeBron James. Like they draft, develop, but you fucking better shit or get off the pot faster. They just got to move on. Like to me, Jordan Bell is probably a good example of the longest leash they'd give. Don't you think? Yeah. Because it, I, I, I'm not expecting him to
2: be back on the team. Like you said, when you've got, High-priced star players; these guys, you don't have time to develop in the G League. Like, we need you now. Did, did, did you
0: see someone tweet out the uh, the stats of LeBron's teams? His first Cleveland time, or no Miami, then Cleveland, and then now with the Lakers, the amount of draft picks, the trades they've made—stupid. But in fairness, like, and I just tweeted out, like, I guess LeBron's not a big draft and develop guy. You you can't be like you're just. You can win a title every year, LeBron James on your on your team, and like Toronto found out this year. Whether Kawhi stays, elite, who gives a shit? You won a title, so you just put all your chips in the middle of the table. That's why if you told me on like Thursday, the Warriors have traded—I don't even know who they—they they have to trade uh, Jordan Bell next year's one to move up like ten spots, like just to get aggressive. You know who knows? I, I just. They'll be aggressive. Like that's Lacob ain't just like – he ain't Brandon Belt. He, he's not looking for a walk. If The guys, when I see – like I checked Brandon Belt's numbers last night, batting, batting 240, but his OBP is 370. Makes me want to puke in my mouth. Swing the bat. Like Joe Lacob, his OBP is not going to be as high, but he's going to hit a lot more home runs because he's taking goddamn hacks. If you, If your OBP is 150 points higher than your batting average and your batting average is not very high, that's a I, I think that's a, I think that's a negative guy. And you and you're not a fast guy? Like to me that's stupid.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it's a negative unless I mean you're still getting on base at a high rate. Yeah, but you're not you're slow and your team can't hit, so you're not doing uh, nothing happens. Yeah, but it's not your fault your team can't hit. Like you're getting on well, base. That's what you're the be are going like, valued by somebody. But he doesn't he doesn't swing the like he doesn't get hits. Like there is it's not arguable that hits are better than like I'd rather get a single than a walk. And I think that's where the stat guys would say, no, they're the same thing. I just disagree.
2: I don't know if they would say it's the same thing or not, but it just it doesn't mean that the walks are meaningless, I guess is my point. Yeah, you'd rather just hit 385.
0: Do you, do you agree that like when your average is 240 and your OBP is 370 it's a little like what, what, what are we trying to accomplish here?
2: Yeah, I mean it's not ideal, but I don't know what to say about it. I mean other than it's still, it's still a good OBP, so we'll find a way to try and make it useful. Yeah, but well, I mean, Mike yeah, Trout's t- played in three playoff games. He's maybe the greatest player. I, I mean, he's the greatest player this generation. So it takes more than one guy, anyway.
0: One hundred percent. But at least like his batting average is always like three ten. You know, his own right? I'm just four saying. But he and that even that like and he needs help.
2: So the guy whose on base percentage is 150 points higher than his batting average, like that's a useful player. Period. You know what I mean? Like you could want more out of him, but if he just is what he is. That's better than a triple-A guy or that's just a useful player is my point
0: yeah
2: now the problem comes in when that guy is at like a power position
1: right? and, and you're is, paying him tw-
2: and you're paying him $20 million better. a year yeah but that, that doesn't like Greg Papa always says quoting Papa here that you pay a guy it doesn't change who he is
1: yeah you know after the end of a good fight you deserve a nice cold reward